Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. Have a few things I wanted to get into. Uh, probably won't be a long episode, uh, but yeah, wanted to recap my uh, fantasy football draft. Then we have some uh, Ben Simmons news. Uh, Cam Newton was cut today, uh, so we'll get into that. And what else? Uh, have you guys heard of this uh, Bishop Sycamore story? This was all over the internet yesterday because uh, it was a, an ESPN showcase. Um, so we'll break that down as well. Uh, so I did a, a live fantasy draft uh, with this group that I've been doing it with for, I want to say, nine years now. This might be our 10th year. Um, so we show up every year, except last year because of COVID. Um, and then we uh, we drink during it. And I just feel like every year I, I mess my team up and... I still haven't won this league or made the, or I do make the playoffs, but I don't I don't go to the championship or anything. But um, yeah, last year I didn't make the playoffs. Last year I did. I had a horrible season. I had just an awful awful season. I know people don't care about other people's fantasy teams, uh, but I'll just tell you what I what I ended up with draft wise. Uh, my first pick was uh, Derrick Henry. I got him. I think I had the sixth pick out of twelve. Then um, I also have uh, Josh Jacobs, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, uh, George Kittle, uh, Raheem Mozart, 49ers defense, Josh Lambeau. Uh, my quarterback is Joe Burrow. I picked up uh, Jerry Judy, Zach Moss, uh, Curtis Samuel, J.D. McKissick, Russell Gage, uh, Sterling Shepard. I think one of my last picks was uh, Zach Ertz. And yeah, so that was my, that's my bench right there. Um, yeah, it, you know, just the way the drafts end up, people taking other players higher and then you end up kind of scrambling. Um, didn't get a lot of players that I was targeting. I think the only one that I really talked about, well, I was talked about Derek Henry cause, uh, he had a great year last year. Um, and then George Kittle as well. So I went hot early. I went early for a, for a tight end. I think I, I got him in the third round, I want to say, which every year usually I, I'll i get, um, you know, try to get one of the top three tight ends in the third round. That seems to be a good a good spot to get him because uh, first two picks I went, I went uh, running back and then third round I went uh, tight end, which is basically for, for George Kittle, he's basically wide receiver one there in San Francisco. Um, so it's essentially getting a wide receiver. And then my next two picks were receivers, and that's when I got Julio Jones and then Odell Beckham. I felt like that was still pretty good value from where I got them. Um, I know Julio has had some issues getting touchdowns in Atlanta, but uh, things might be different in Tennessee because, you know, A.J. Brown is does really well there in that um, um, in that offense. Gets, gets like, I think he had eight touchdowns last season. Odell Beckham coming back from injury, so is uh, Mozart. So we'll see if uh, that works out. But not, I'm I'm okay with my team right now. But let's see what happens week four when I get a couple uh, team injuries, a couple players out for the entire season, and then I I just start off zero and seven or something. So we'll see. Uh, Cam Newton was cut, so Mac Jones or otherwise known as McCorkle, he will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots this season. And I, I was hearing a lot of reports that Cam not being vaccinated had something to do with it. As I talked about on my last episode was that, you know, if you have a high paying job, you know, you're trying to keep your job going and, you know, you're having issues with COVID. 
you know, if you're a surefire starter, okay, like, take your stance. Like, DeAndre Hopkins, you could take your stance, whatever. Um, but, you know, if you're Cam Newton, no one wanted you in the offseason, so you had to come back to New England. No one wanted you the offseason before that. And uh, New England joined uh, late and signed him late in the offseason. Um, so, you know, with all that said, like, just get your vaccine, protect your job if, you know, if that might factor into it. You know, I saw a report today that Urban Meyer made cuts based on uh, players' vaccination status. You know, if you're a lesser player and you don't have a vaccine, you're going to get cut. You know, Ron Rivera is a cancer survivor, so he can't get COVID because he could die. Um, so he's telling his players that. And, you know, there's been some issues there. Some players with the, within the uh, Washington organization, some of the players don't want to get their vaccine. Um, and he's always, you know, telling them, hey, Please get your vaccine. Everyone was supporting me when I had cancer, so now I need you guys to get your vaccine because it, it can it can harm me more than you know it can harm you guys. So just please get it. Um, I don't know what their vaccination rate is, but uh, Cam Newton had some issues with it. Um, he's not vaccinated, and that's why you know he had to get a different test or whatever. And they said it was a misunderstanding or whatever, and he had to be away from the team for five days. So that opened the door for Mac Jones, as I said. Um, I didn't think he'd get cut, but maybe uh, Bill Belichick had a conversation with him and said that they were going with Mac Jones, and maybe Cam Newton was like, you know what, I'm not a backup. I feel like I'm a starter in this league. He's only 31 years old, which is crazy. Um, so maybe he had that kind of conversation with him, was just Frank, and then Cam Newton just said, okay, well, Maybe you can release me, and then I can go try to find a starting job somewhere else. Because Cam Newton seemed a little happy about it, you know, when he was released. Um, so maybe Cam thinks he could get a starting job somewhere else. Uh, there's not a lot of openings. Maybe Deshaun Watson not playing this season or possibly getting traded. Maybe the Texans would be interested in adding Cam Newton. Uh, that'd be a good good fit, I guess, uh, since they don't have. I mean, they have Terod Taylor right now. Um, but they need someone to kind of, you know, bridge the quarterback situation until they find a replacement for Deshaun Watson, whether that be draft or trade or whatever. Uh, the Dolphins are reportedly interested in Deshaun Watson, and there was a report that um, there's going to be a, a big trade in the coming days. That was a few days ago, so I don't see any trade happening right now. Uh, Brian Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, said, he wants high-character players, and then he doubled down after the owner of the Dolphins said that he really wanted Deshaun Watson badly. Then Brian Flores came out and said, two was our quarterback. So it seems like some internal rifts there with Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson does get traded here soon. He has to get traded. I've been saying the Dolphins are the ideal fit because I, I strongly believe that uh, the Dolphins brass and coaching staff and everyone, I don't think any of them really believe Tua's a guy. Um, I've, I've seen reports that he's improved this offseason and he's, he's looking better. But um, I think if you have the option between him and Deshaun Watson, you obviously go Deshaun Watson. So um, I've always said that that's the best fit for him, I think, Deshaun Watson-wise. They have a, a pretty good team already. Defense is good. They have some playmakers on offense. They were right there to make the playoffs. They just need to win one more game. 
if you put Deshaun Watson in that situation, they win that game. They probably already have a better record, and they could go to the AFC Championship game. I strongly believe that. Um, so, you know, if it's with the Dolphins, maybe the Broncos would be interested. But like I said, I think there's an agreement there already with Aaron Rodgers that that's where he wants to go um, via trade or whatever with the Green Bay Packers. Um, there's also some Philadelphia Eagles stuff out there who just traded for Gardner Minshew to be their backup quarterback. Um, so I'm, they said it's for depth, not to compete with um, Jalen Hurts. I've said this before, you know, Jalen Hurts, I think he'd be serviceable. I think he's more of a backup quarterback. I haven't seen anything that's telling me that he's just, he's automatically QB1. Um, I think it's a mistake to automatically give him the keys. I thought they should have kept uh, Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback. Um, but, you know, maybe they, they saw something practiced or whatever that told him, like, hey, this is our guy. You know, I, I just don't think you should give it to him right away. Um, but we'll see, you know, and, and they have an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson too. And, and there is interest there. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone else. I think the list is pretty short. Carolina was there also. Uh, but then Houston had said they didn't want Sam Darnold in return. Also with Miami, they said Tua, uh, was not of any interest to them. They don't want Tua back in a trade. Um, so I'm not sure what Houston wants to do or what, uh, what their plan is. Uh, back to Cam Newton, you know, he can go to, you know, he can go to a Denver as like a stopgap year until Aaron Rodgers gets there. Um, you know, you can bring him in to Detroit, you know, it depends how Detroit feels about Jared Goff. Um, you know, you, you can, he can go back to Washington or not go back to go, go back with uh, Ron Rivera in Washington but, you know, if the vaccine thing is an issue, if he's not getting his vaccine and then Ron Rivera wants him to, then I don't think that's going to go any further because Washington, they're riding with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And at this point, I don't know, I think I'd rather have Cam Newton because he's more dynamic. He can run, do stuff like that. But, you know, obviously his arm is shot and he he's not accurate. He doesn't have the deep throw. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick still has that. It's just crazy to me how young... Uh, Cam Newton is, he's only 31, you know, and his career is pretty much faded out. Um, you know, just like the running back position, uh, J.K. Dobbins was towards ACL uh, for the, the Ravens. And, you know, Todd Gurley is 27 years old, 26, 27. He's a free agent still, and they're not even considering him. Uh, Devontae Freeman just got released by the Saints. He's 29. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is still a free agent. He's 29. And it's just like, it's crazy with the running back position that, you know, it's just a, a short shelf life there, especially once you get paid. It seems like right after you get paid, you're done. So you could only pretty much get paid one time. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I think he messed up. You know, he, he sat out, was it 2019? He sat out, wanted a, a new contract with the, with the Steelers, didn't get it, sat out, ended up going, uh, with the Jets, and then traded or cut, and then joined the Chiefs. Had a terrible year, not getting picked up this year. Todd Gurley, he looked okay, you know, last year with the the Falcons. I thought they'd bring him back. Didn't bring him back. Um, now no one's interested in him, and he's he's still in his late 20s. Cam Newton's probably done, I think, unless, you know, unless the Cowboys pick him up as a backup to Dak. That's what I saw, that they're, they're going to do their due, due diligence, but... You know, probably won't sign him to anything. 
but you know, because it was just this off season that no one was interested in Cam Newton, so I don't know what he does. He's probably not playing football this season until there's someone injured or something like that happens, and then they need to fill in. They need to bring him in to you know kind of stopgap everything and and uh, and you know fill in for the rest of the season. So you know maybe Dallas if. Uh, Dak Prescott's not good for the year, or you know his shoulder gets worse or whatever, or if he re- injures something, then they could bring Cam Newton, or you know, just some something like that would have to happen. Because uh, other than that, like he, yeah, he he can't really throw at all. You know, it, he seems to struggle throwing 15 yards downfield. He can still run. He's still really strong and 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 can dominate. You know, running up the middle and stuff, but. Um, his throwing is an issue, and all the teams know that. So they they load up the box, and you know they defend the run, and you know that's how they were able to get stops. I do think the Patriots, you know, will be good this season. When I made that episode with the over unders, I think I went over. I said that they'd be uh, better than people expect this season. That was with or without Cam Newton, with or without uh, Mac Jones. I just feel like if he, and that's what I said was that uh, you know if Bill Belichick feels like Mac Jones is the guy and, you know, he's improving. He's going to put him out there. You know, no reason to not put him out there if he's not ready. Same thing happened with Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. You know, Bledsoe got injured, you know, had to come out, and, you know, Tom Brady went in, and once Bledsoe was healthy, you know, Bill had to let him know, hey, you know, this is Tom's team now. We, you know, we're riding with Tom, and this is how it's going, and that was the best decision he ever made. Um, other news, Ben Simmons, he officially told – uh, the Sixers that uh, he does not want to be with the team anymore and he wishes to be traded to uh, one of three teams in California. So we know who those are because no one wants to play for the Kings. So Lakers, uh, Clippers, and Warriors. And then the Sixers responded and said, well, we don't want you to play here either. And they've both known that. They've known that, hey, you know what? Ben doesn't want here, but we want to trade Ben. And that's exactly why Daryl Morey has been contacting all the other GMs for other teams, asking for crazy high, you know, returns on Ben Simmons, because he knew, I think, deep down that uh, Ben Simmons was going to demand a trade and his stock was going to fall hard because he was going to try to dictate which team he goes to. So uh, Daryl Morey was aggressive on the phones, I believe, and he was trying to get a trade to happen before you know, this trade demand happened because now everyone's like, okay, well, you know what? You could call Minnesota, but Minnesota, they're going to, they'll, they'll try, but they all know and everyone knows now that he wants to play in California. So why should we, the Timberwolves or even Miami or anybody like that who's not in California, why would we try to make an offer if once his contract is up, he's going to want to go to California? So it's, it's only like a short-term rental. But, you know, if you do that, then you can only give up. You don't have to give give up as much because you know he's going to want to go somewhere else. But um, now, you know, the Lakers, I don't think the Lakers have any room for for Ben Simmons' trade. You know, they're pretty maxed out, and, you know, their, their roster makes sense for what they did. I guess if they want to give up, you know, um, Westbrook or one of the, the big additions that they made this offseason. You know, the Lakers just added Rondo again. Uh, you know, he's bought out by the Grizzlies. So their roster is pretty much complete. Uh, Marcus Gasol's not coming back. 
Um, you know, the Clippers trade interests me a lot, actually, because, you know, Kawhi is going to be out probably all year because I assume that, you know, once he gets healthy, you know, he's going to get healthy during the season, I believe, like towards the back end of the season, but he's going to play it safe. He's extra cautious, and I think the Clippers know that he's not going to play this season, so they're going to take the cautious approach with it as his own training staff or whatever he has is, so um you know it's gonna be paul george's team i think he can still get a four or five seed him and reggie jackson and i guess they still have one of the morris twins um they don't have lou will anymore or pat bev um so you know they can bring in a ben simmons you know defensively imagine if you brought out a team when it once Kawhi leonard gets in, uh healthy if you have Kawhi leonard Paul George and Ben Simmons, that team defensively, Luca's not going to be able to drop 45 on that team, hit a buzzer beater. You could you could stop Jamal Murray. Maybe you can kind of uh, minimize uh, Nikola Jokic's you know effectiveness down low. You know if you double him up or whatever. Um, but you have two great two way players in Kawhi and Paul George. Obviously, Ben Simmons, you know. He got. He has to work. He has to be a better shooter. Can't be scared of the moment, um, you know. But he does give his his one hundred percent effort uh, defensively. So you have three great defenders, you know, on that team. Three wing defenders. Um, they'd be able to stop those other guys. You know, you can you can probably lock up, you know, Devin Booker, Chris uh, Chris Paul, backcourt. Um, you could do your best on Steph Curry. I don't think it's going to work, but you can try, you know, you can, you can make them, uh, shoot more contested shots. You could do your, your, um, uh, do it a good job on, on CJ and Dame, you know, cause that's what happened with, uh, when they played, who was it? The Pelicans, they played Drew Holiday and, um, there was another guard there, but they couldn't, they couldn't score anything against Drew Holiday in that, in that series and got swept. So when you play physical against those uh, Blazers guards, they can't respond. They don't respond well to that. So um, I really like that trade for the Clippers. I don't know who they have contract-wise they could give up to try to acquire uh, Ben Simmons. I assume the Sixers would want you know multiple draft picks. Um, but you know I like this trade for the Sixers. You know you got to get rid of Ben. I don't think. It was working with Ben and Embiid at all, you know, and their relationship was fractured after this last season, how it ended. Same with Doc Rivers, you know. Riding was just on the wall. They they needed to break free from that. This is good for the Sixers, though, because they can solely focus on, you know, building around Joel Embiid, which they should have done a long time ago, put all their effort into that. You know, at one point they're still kind of confused, like, "Oh, who's better than who?" You know, it's we have two stars. It's like you have one superstar, and then you have one like, you know, he's a he's an above average player, but offensively, you need him offensively to produce. You know, and I think you should run that offense through Embiid down low, or if he wants to shoot threes, he can do that too. Uh, but I love the trade for Philadelphia and for Ben Simmons. You know. I think this is kind of weak. You know, he doesn't want to face that that tough Philly crowd and get booed. But, you know, they'll respect you if you put in the work and you uh, you get better at shooting. You see a sports psychologist or whatever the fuck you need to do. 
and you don't shy away from the moment. In the fourth quarter, you, you have the ball in your hands. Don't give it up right away. Shoot the ball. Be aggressive. You have an open layup. Either lay it in or dunk that ball. Like, just be aggressive. You know, just just give it your all and and show that you're actually improving. But I think everyone in the NBA knows that Ben Simmons just wants to be an NBA player, but he doesn't actually want to be an NBA player. He wants to be able to tell people he's an NBA player. It's like, why else does he want to just? He only wants to like live in California, in uh, in LA. Like, okay, you want to live in LA and try to date another Kardashian and. And just be a basketball player and make millions, like, okay, I get it. He hasn't improved year to year at all. It seems like he's plateaued. And, you know, you're going to, and all these guys post stupid videos of them working out and shooting and stuff. And we're all going to see it on the court. We're going to see if you actually did real work or did you just post a 30 second video every now and again and make it look like you're working, but actually didn't do anything. Like, everyone knows it. And I think it's just a weak move for. For uh, Ben Simmons to just run from the uh, from the challenge of improving his shot from uh, you know from the fans in Philadelphia, it's just like oh you know I've had these challenges here in in Philly and now, now I, I, you you should trade me now like he should want to accept the challenge and improve and and you know get the Sixers back to a championship have them winning a championship but you know he was holding that team back so if if he wants to get traded yeah go ahead trade him somewhere else. Don't go to Golden State because that would probably mean trading Draymond Green. Um, but, you know, that could be a good fit if you don't trade Dre or uh, Clay or um, obviously they're not going to trade Steph. Um, don't trade James Wiseman. You know, he's a young player. Don't give up on him yet. Uh, he could be great uh, for the organization. Maybe one of the, the draft picks that you just drafted, Moody and um, I forget, Kaminga. Uh, but... I guess we'll see. You know, he'd be he wherever he goes, he's gonna be a great defender, and you know, he's gonna be able to switch for guards. Um, you know, on he could he could guard some uh, forwards, but wherever he goes, also offensively, he's not gonna play point guard. I think he's gonna go back to kind of his um his original position of where he should be for a six ten player. Um, but yeah, we'll see. He's not gonna report to camp, so you know, when does camp start for them? Like late. September, so we have like three weeks left until that happens. So, um, yeah, he's he should probably probably will be traded in the coming weeks. I uh, wanted to talk about this Bishop Sycamore situation in high school football. ESPN does this uh, high school football showcase kickoff thing, and on Sunday they had a. Uh, you know, they label it as a marquee matchup, you know, with all these top rated programs in the country, um, you know, different states play each other. This one, they had uh, Bishop Sycamore out of Ohio playing IMG Academy in Florida. IMG Academy is a, a number two ranked football program in the country in high school football. Uh, they blew out Bishop Sycamore 58 to zero. Apparently this school, uh, Bishop Sycamore, is not even a real school. They say that they're an online school, but apparently they have uh, football players who are 19, 20 years old. And there is rumors that some of them are former JUCO players played against, <laughs> played against minors. And uh, they just, <laughs> they essentially scammed ESPN. <laughs> 
Sorry, this story is like the most ridiculous story ever. It's so funny. Like I've just been reading all these details about this um, the, from this morning. So Bishop Sycamore gets blown out 58 to zero. And then, you know, the broadcast team the who is covering this game for ESPN, they said that uh, the school Bishop Sycamore had sent them a, a roster and they said that they have multiple division one athletes you know they said that they have like 20 division one athletes and the guys on the broadcast said that does not appear to be the case img academy is is uh head and shoulders above this team and you know it's dangerous out there for these players and they showed a clip and this quarterback was just through the worst pass ever it was a screen pass and he overthrew his guy who was two yards away and you know essentially espn came out and deflected they said that you know they were in charge of uh of scheduling there was this other company who does the scheduling for them and you know they they were vetted and they said that they had all these high recruits which is part of the criteria for espn to showcase your game on national television is you know you have to have a lot of recruits and stuff and so they told them that and espn couldn't verify any of the information that they got from their coach i think it was roy johnson um and apparently they also played a game on friday and then they played that game on Sunday. So you can't you're not supposed to play with that short of notice. They don't even do that for players in the NFL. You, I mean, they give them more days off than that. These kids played on Friday and then played then play on Monday. They have the sixth toughest football schedule in the country of all high school teams. And apparently this is a a school that started a few years ago. It used to be called I think ROC Academy. They folded. There was a bunch of uh scams and uh, you know the the founders they're in legal trouble so they 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 broke up that company and started a new one and then same thing though and named it bishop sycamore um you know they they have multiple players playing you know different positions offense and defense they don't have the same number of helmets their their uniforms they don't have the same uniforms they did like a GoFundMe I forget how much it was I think it was for twenty thousand or something they only raised like a hundred and forty six dollars or something like that they started this GoFundMe a week ago and they had to go to I forget where they played the game but they had to travel for this game on Sunday and they they had asked for money like the week before and only got one hundred forty six bucks so how did they make it there and part of this GoFundMe was to get First for team meals and um, you know equipment costs and travel costs and all that stuff. Their school website is a blog. Uh, it doesn't have any teachers listed and the alumni, any curriculum. There's no address for it. It's set up by a PO box. Uh, this is just like not a real school at all. This is like what's that movie when The Rock he's a coach and he coaches these like at risk youth. And they're trying to play like they're high school players. But these are like straight up grown fucking men. Um, gridiron gang. You know, he, he, he coaches at this, um, they're like these these juvie kids, but they all look really old. That's what this team is. They're, they're gridiron gang and they're, they're coached by The Rock. And um, what else is there here? So it says that their, their head coach got fired today, but the head coach was also the founder um so yeah they just basically scammed espn and apparently the i guess he calls himself the president uh what's his name peterson 
he stands by the school and says that it's a real school and you know his kid is in the program also and that he's like i can't be scamming anyone else because if i'm can't scamming people then i'm scamming myself uh, the head coach, Roy Johnson, so he has like an active warrant out for his arrest for domestic violence. Um, so this issue, this warrant was issued July 2nd, and he was like coaching kids, and he has like an active warrant. Um, you know, and he's also going to trial for defaulting on a $100,000 loan uh, from First Merchants Bank. Uh, he used that loan to first, to use their first program, which was called the... Uh, Cough Academy, Christians of Faith Academy. So they're trying to go like the religious route, lying and saying that they have strict uh, religious beliefs, and that's why they can't be part of the you know Ohio School Athletic Association, or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, and he's also facing a lawsuit after not paying a hotel over a hundred thousand dollars to house an entire football team in two thousand eighteen. There was a former player who was uh, interviewed recently. I think this was yesterday. I think was, I want to say it was by Deadspin or Awful Announcing, one of these sites. He said that in 2018, he was one of the first people to be um, recruited for the school, and they said that they were going to be on Netflix, and you know this was, uh, this was a great way to showcase your talent. And they just kept lying to the kids, telling them, like, oh, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to school. They weren't even going to school. And they would go everywhere and bounce checks. They would write checks for the hotels. And they were staying. They lived in a hotel for five months. The players got evicted because all these checks kept bouncing. And that affected the, the credit of the players. And this guy said, this player said that, um, you know, they were sleeping on the floors. And at one point, they, they had to feed themselves. So the coach would have them rob, like, Walmarts and, like, fast food places. They were just straight up robbing people to feed themselves. And that they had people from New York, Ohio, inner city guys who were like, you know, there was fights in the rooms. And, um, you know, he said that he saw some players almost get stabbed, um, you know, because there was people from like every borough in New York. And, you know, some, you know, how it is, you know, you're affiliated with certain gang or something. You know, it was bad, this, this guy was saying. And the way the coach Roy Johnson would get this money was that he would call you know, the reason why they have the sixth toughest schedule in the nation is because they call these powerhouse schools and they're like, hey, we'll play you guys, you know, but we're a struggling organization, so you need to pay us to get over there. You know how it is in college football, you know, when there's an FCS school wanting to play like Bama or something, those schools get big payouts to pay these these schools, these, you know, powerhouse universities. So that's what he does, you know, on the high school level. And they're trying to trace the money like, okay, well the buses, the buses never got paid. You know, the hotel people never got paid. You know, the people for the uniforms never got paid. No one's getting paid. So he's just pocketing the money that he gets from the other schools to pay for them to go to travel, to play them. And so they'll travel over there, but he pockets some of the money and then that's it. And then there's lawsuits in every other situation for the, the banks are suing him because he's not, he's defaulted on a loan. Hotels are suing him. There's lawsuits in every situation because he's just not paying people. You know, this player also said that there was a bunch of coaches in the beginning, you know, for each position. And then at the end, there was like one coach, Roy Johnson, and then a parent, uh, a, a 
a team mom and then another coach and like that was it because he just wasn't paying anyone so just like this made up school for this coach to and this uh, not even coach this guy to get money um i guess he he thought that he would make the most money that way or something but they're just completely disorganized and now a lot of former players and uh former parents of players and stuff like that are coming out and talking about it and then if you look up some of the players who were on the roster playing they're also listed as players for current high school teams you know and a lot of these kids they had to go back to school if they were still in high school they had to go back to school their high school and like repeat the entire year that they missed out this kid that was interviewed i guess now he's an adult i think he's like 18 now he was like 17 at the time 16 at the time missed his entire junior year because they said that they could get him to college and stuff like that and it was like you know uh high-powered football program or whatever lied to him then when he went back to school he had to repeat his entire junior year on time so he could play his senior year of football so completely messed this kid's high school career up um and probably the same for a bunch of other kids i tried looking into some of the kids that were uh listed in, on their website you know they post like an article about someone who joined the team i looked it up all of them almost like their huddle accounts their recruiting profiles where it shows clips and stuff they're all in different high schools now and so i think right now all their players are you know over 18 and some of them you know had to go back to their other schools or they're in a school right now and they're just like like maybe they're paying players i don't know what the hell they're doing but it's just a crazy story and i'm not sure how they've gotten away with all this for for a few years now but um i'm sure there'll be more there and i'll provide updates uh, as soon as more information uh is available but just uh a crazy crazy story just kind of funny that espn got scammed and all these different schools that they're playing have gotten scammed parents are getting scammed no one's getting paid this guy's just like yeah we'll play you guys we have we have 20 division one athletes and sure we'll be on espn we'll play the number two football team uh, in the country on national television, and then they just get destroyed 56 to zero. So that's all I got uh, for this episode. Um, thank you for listening and for joining me. Please look up the stories that I'm telling you uh, for the Bishop Sycamore. If you haven't heard about it or read into it, just Google it. There's a bunch of uh, articles about it, a bunch of funny tweets. Um, there was a tweet that I saw that was pretty funny that uh, Cam Newton will be playing for Bishop Sycamore this season so look out for that um they're also adding tim tebow as their as their starting tight end uh but yeah thanks guys i'll be back uh, probably next week uh do a little, another update here thanks